The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, September 28th, 2022, season 18, episode number 39. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And today we start getting you guys ready for Cowboys versus Commanders. First time you'll ever hear Cowboys versus Commanders. This uh, game coming up on Sunday at noon at AT AT&T Stadium. Uh, we'll get you guys ready by starting today to talk about the uh, Washington offense versus Dallas's defense. Lots of storylines there. Favorable matchup for the Cowboys, dare I say. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Mm. Let's start first. I want to uh, give everyone kind of a, a bigger picture of like the injury situations right now with the Cowboys. There are quite a few players that have been out. I want to get kind of caught up on where we are with them. I want to start first with Michael Gallup because I think last week, and I said it on the show, I expected him to play. I think a lot of people out there expected him to play. Everything we'd heard all week was that he's working toward that, uh, but he didn't end up playing. Why didn't Michael Gallup play last week? Do you want me to talk about that? (laughs) Well, if if they're not going to tell us why, why should we try to give an answer? I mean, they're not. They say he wasn't ready. They say he wasn't ready. Yep. Well, he McCarthy, wasn't ready. McCarthy talked about it after the game, and he his answer was basically, they've been practicing. He's been looking good. He's been progressing. Everything looked fine. It was when he got to game day type of situation. It came down to being a mutual thing that sometimes, and this was kind of weird. Um, I might have to go back and listen to the exact quote, but he said something along the lines that sometimes it's not all just about the physical aspect of things, that sometimes you can look healthy, you're healthy and good to go, but there's a little bit more missing. And that was a little weird to hear that. But at the end of the day, it seemed to be just kind of like a mutual thing and just hearing Michael Gallup's input in the whole situation. And then they came down to the final answer that was that he wasn't going to play, but he's expected now to play this week. I think he and Britt Brown came to the conclusion that on that stage, he wasn't ready to play. That with That's all, interesting. You say on that stage, on Monday that stage, night, Monday night stage, yeah. and that you know, and and Amber's right about that because I think it was a different situation for Dalton Schultz. You know, Jerry Jones came on 105.3, said basically the same thing. Sometimes the players just aren't ready to play. Yeah, and sometimes they say it's a, you know, you can deem a player healthy and ready to go. He has to be mentally ready to go and 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 perform out there. It doesn't sound like that Schultz was that way. It doesn't sound like that uh, that. Gallup was ready either, and 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 knowing Britt Brown, as long as we've all known Britt Brown, you know he's not going to put a player out there that's not healthy and ready to go. And I guarantee you they sat down and they said, "Hey, what do you think about tonight?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. I just I, maybe next week against the Commanders might be better noon game. I know it's a division game tonight and all that, but might not be ready to go." And so you have to take that. It's not talking the player back into it. It's mm-hmm. like. If you don't feel ready to go, we're not going to go tonight. And that's kind of the – the not kind of. That's the information that I was getting, that the player just 
you know, he's he just on that. And I said the word stage. It, it was a big night. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, you look at what happened. Monday night football, divisional game, New York. Everybody's around. Des Bryant's running all over the field, patting people on the back and telling things. It, it was a big, big, big game. But the player has to be ready. In this case, the player wasn't ready. And it's the trainer's job you know, to protect the player from uh, you know, not feeling comfortable going out there. I, I totally get that. I mean, if a guy's like, I don't know if, I, if I'm ready, then you don't want to put him out there. The, the problem is, is, is are you, what are you saying during the week? Because if you're getting everybody's reps, if you're taking these reps from Jalen Tolbert because you're in, you're in, you're, I'm ready to go, ready to go, and then all of a sudden you you decide, well, I don't know if tonight's the night. The night. Now you're really screwing the team because if that happened that way, I'm not saying it did. I don't really know the whole situation. All I'm saying is, is that if you're telling me one thing all week, all week, and then you got a rookie that's never played, now all of a sudden he has to play in this big stage for this first game, and he hadn't getting, gotten any reps all week because you said you were good, that's that's just another thing to kind of evaluate. Well, but I'll say this. If it were the scenario that you're painting, then I would say more shame on the team that was dictating who was going to be getting reps during the week because at best-case scenario, my assumption was Michael Gallup plays last week. He's only getting yeah. 15, 20 reps. He's not getting a lot of reps, right? So if that's the case, if he took a bunch of reps from, from Jalen Tolbert, let's right. say – then shame on the coaches for doing that. They should never have gotten to that situation. And I don't know the situation. You know, I don't and again, know I, we're making we're making a lot of assumptions. I, a ton well, of assumptions here. But the example, though, I, I'll give you a great example of the opposite of what you just said. There was a game against the Jets at the Meadowlands that the Cowboys lost, <laughs> and Amari Cooper went all week not practicing and played and played five plays in that game. Yeah, that's the opposite of what Nick mm-hmm. was saying. Now, is that fair to everybody else yeah. that had to come in and play in that game that didn't get the reps when Amari Cooper? Well, no, he's good to go. He's yeah, just they not, expect, expect yeah. him to play the full game. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, you're getting reps and all these things like that. It, the way that injuries are handled here or the information, it, it's, 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 it's interesting on this, on this, on this way. After Dak got hurt in the game that against Tampa. Jerry Jones was immediately outside the locker room telling everybody what the injury was. And then you get the head coach on the podium trying to say, well, this is what we're at right now. Trying, to, Well, that's, that's the problem you run into. You have a owner-general manager that's interested in talking about injuries and putting timelines on these things. And so now it's like, oh, wait, the owner-general manager is telling us this. The coach is telling us this. The player's telling us this. So it's hard to it's hard to put a handle on really what we know the injury. The timeline's never anything that we, you know, if you were listening to Jerry, Dak would have been back against the Giants the other night, you know, kind of a thing. Now he's walked that back, and then Steven comes on our shows and says, Well, you know, think about maybe this and that. So you've got all these people talking about injuries, and then you don't have a really a clear grasp of yeah they're telling you one group's telling you he's ready he's ready he's ready the group that matters over here the trainer and the player are going well wait a minute don't listen to what they're saying you know but that's that's what that's the thing that we live in we we live in this information gathering where it's constant questions about it and the people that you kind of trust to give you the information are trying to be super optimistic about a guy coming back Jerry is the most optimistic guy in the world. And I know that the staff does the best they can to just sit there and go, 
you know, he's saying three weeks, it's really seven weeks or it's eight weeks. You know, it's he's saying this and that. And I, I think that's that's the that's the problem that we run into trying to cover this team is you want to you want to be able to say, yeah, I was preparing the pregame show, to, uh, you know, on 105.3 The Fan and everything and talk about. Yeah, he's going to go today. He's going. Now I've got myself where I've asked. I even ask before I even go on the air. Mm-hmm. Is this guy playing tonight? And someone will say, no, he ain't playing. And so you now you know you don't want to you don't want to sell that hopium that we always talk about around here. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is I don't I don't think that they're doing this by design, but I think by design it creates that cloud of you it really don't does. know. Which so for the other team they they have if I mean obviously the people who are covering the team have no idea. Yeah. People that are that the, the opponents have no idea. Again, I don't think they're doing that by design, but it ends up working for them because you got so many voices saying so many different things. Yeah. It's just like, what do you believe? What yeah. even if the owner says that you don't know, do you believe that or do you believe uh, Stephen or do you believe you know uh, 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 the head coach McCarthy, or the player? Yeah. Like, there's all these different voices, and so I think it, whether that's by design or not, it actually ends up working for them when you're talking about keeping an opponent off guard because they really don't know who to listen yeah, to or what to believe. The thing about it is, like, that DAC injury, you know, that's something that probably should have been talked about on Monday. Instead, it was immediately talked about. I know in the postgame show we had a description where the injury was. We had some type of a guess where, you know, how long it was going to be. You know, and that's, again, that's when you have the owner, general manager, and, and we appreciate that. I mean, you're covering the team. You appreciate people talking about Use it. Here's your talking points. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. he, he, but, you know, like, uh, I appreciate the way that Mike McCarthy addresses things sometimes because he is not – I feel like he doesn't really make you go off into this thought of wonder. Like, he will tell you straight up, straight up whatever the answer is, or tell you – I'm not going to tell you, like, you know, like uh, well, that's just information we're not ready to discuss or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But either way, he just he just doesn't really give you like say something and let you go fly with it and make up headlines mm-hmm. with the whatever. If he says. it if it had to be up to Mike McCarthy, I don't think he would tell you anything about injuries. Oh, but yeah. he, but he knows. All, yeah. But he knows now working with Jerry here these last several years that he has to address it because he has to address. You know, it's like the whole thing that with the question being asked about is, you know, Jerry wants quarterback controversy. You know, he wants, hey, I want, hey, I want that. I want all that. Mike has to then address it because Nick or Amber asks a question. Well, is there, a, is there going to be a No, there's not going to be. Dak's our quarterback. And then, so Mike has learned, hey, I don't want to talk about injuries, but I have to because mm-hmm. people in the organization tell us about, uh, you know, leak out information about injuries. So I have to address it. All right, let's uh, let's get some updates on a couple other guys. Uh, tell me about J. Ron Curse, about uh, Connor McGovern, about Dalton Schultz. Where are we sitting with those guys in in their returns? It's funny how we just talked about this whole thing about nobody knows anything, <laughs> and now you like want updates on these. Well, guys. but but I know I know you go in the locker room. Yeah. You talk J- to guys J. specifically. J. Ron Curse. J. Ron Curse went to New York. Yeah. Don't know why. I mean, I'm not 100% sure why he did go, though. He was never going to play. And so I know I saw him in the locker room talking to the head trainer, Jim Maurer, talking about who knows about what. Um, but still, I mean, that was just after the game. So, I mean, the he's fact that he's part of the team. No, he's part of the team. But Jack I mean, this went, he was there and made some headlines that people well, the were trainer, pissed off him in the locker room. Yeah, the, I'm just saying, right after the game, right in the game, everybody's got something going on. He's over here talking to J. Ron Curse. I was just kind of curious of what that is or, you know, wearing a sleeve or what, whatever it is. 
he has a chance. I mean, I, I think that he's getting closer here. I mean, he's obviously getting closer, but I think that you know they would have they would have put these guys on IR if if it wasn't. This is the time when they should be coming back. So him and McGovern yeah. both should be coming back. I would soon. if I had to handicap it, and I love horse racing. I love betting that way. If I have to handicap it, I would say Schultz, Curse, McGovern. That's how I would handicap that, and what order they might be available. Schultz, you think this week? Yeah, I yeah. think Schultz is. I think Schultz like Gallup is he in the in the I, mix there? Well, I tell you what. To me, I think that if, if the three that you asked about, if you want to put Gallup, I would put I would put Schultz, Gallup, and then I would put Curse and McGovern. Then, if you wanted me to handicap the four and what order they could come back for you. I'd be good. I, might, I mean, I don't know this. I would, I would have flipped McGovern and Curse, but I don't, I don't know. Think maybe McGovern, maybe McGovern maybe the is same. a little healthier. Maybe they'll be tied for third. By nose. That's a show. Tie for third. Tie for third. Win place show. Photo. Uh, photo right. finish. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to jump in Washington offense versus Dallas defense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Derek, do you need glasses? No. If you did, though, where would you go? Essler. All right. Essler has the perfect lens for you. See more, do more. Essler. I will say this. I see what you're saying there. I am. Uh, well, I, I am. 
I am approaching. Do you have Essler lenses? I did when uh, when I was working with you guys. I did. We did all those things. Yeah. How good are they? Are they good? They're excellent. Okay, they really awesome. are excellent. I miss them. I miss yeah. them very much. I'm getting to that point now where I might be needing to go visit Essler. I did. Le- I did let you see something yeah. the other day. I go. Oh, did you see this text? And you kind of did. No, the- I, I spend. Yeah, I'm the old people. Yeah, I work. I'm working <laughs> out my arm with. It the only gets worse. Back. Oh, like, I'm. I'm gonna get see, there. Like, at some the text point. on it. I got it pretty big now. I'm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. <laughs> the eyes are not what they used to be. All right. Eyes um, of Texas. I don't know. I just wanted to say that. All right. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Uh, let's go on. Let's talk about the Washington Commanders offense versus the Dallas defense. Brian, let's start with what this offense does best. What's the best thing they do? Yeah, I'll tell you what. It, it starts with the skill people. When you're having to deal with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Scary I think, Terry. Yeah, they, these, are, these are good players. It's on my fantasy team. Nobody's Not as scary as him. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about it is I, 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 the, the, the thing with Curtis Samuel has come in and given them a nice boost. They they yeah. use him in a lot of different ways, and it's when you their quarterback is their issue right now. Their offensive line is an issue there. I just think when you talk about skill, uh, with the potential that they have, and in, you know Antonio Gibson and McKissick and those guys, it hasn't been you know is to run the football like they needed to or they have in the past. You know, they, they, but that's to me the best thing that you're going to have to deal with is that skill, and especially I could say with Kurt, with Curtis Samuel. But the ability with the other ones, the explosiveness with Dotson. I remember scouting him at Penn State and what he's capable of. McLaren, they gave him an awful lot of money, though. I, I think that they really do struggle at quarterback, I, and that and you know you could put in there you know Heineke and all that. I think the best option they honestly have is a rookie named Sam Howell that they dropped it in the fifth round. I don't know. Maybe the next time around when you play the Commanders, Sam Howell might be your quarterback. But right now, Carson Wentz, that's, that's, the, that's the way that you win this football game because we all know from Philadelphia, he's a broken guy. He is a broken guy. People have tried to fix him, and they can't. And, he, you know, he's a guy that he, I don't think he's mentally very tough. And, you know, he says the right things and all that. He takes blame for things that happen. But you watch him play. He should play better. Third and five, he holds the ball forever. He gets sacked. So that's that's how you win this football game because their quarterback isn't very good, but their skilled guys are. Now, if somehow they, they catch it where Carson Wentz, you know, gets comfortable, I don't think he will. But if he gets comfortable, McLaren, Dotson, Samuel – Gibson running the ball could all be a problem for you. They gave up a ton of sacks this last week. I think the Philadelphia got nine. after him. They pushed um, him question, hard. Question is, what's the bigger problem for them? Is it the quarterback holding on to the ball too long, or is it the offensive line that just can't yeah, protect him? The offensive line is not good, and, and they and they give up pressure inside. And Trey Turner, who they got from Pittsburgh, Andrew Noel has not been very good with his situation. The, the tackles. Sam Cosme from Texas uh, has been a a, a, a a kind of a bust for them. Yep. So yeah, they, they they've tried. They've tried to address it through through free agency. They've tried to address it through uh, the draft. It just has not worked out for them very well. And that's that's the that's the biggest problem right now. It wasn't getting killed off the edge when you watched them play last week against the Eagles. It was right 
up the friggin' middle that they could not control what was happening to them. And, you That's know, good. Dallas is <laughs> Dallas is not afraid to move guys around. We've seen it. They play guys at in. They play guys inside. They put three guys to one side. So they'll stun them. Yeah, it, stuff, it's going to be it. But now this is where this is where you have to worry a little bit. If you're if you're the Cowboys, Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, the, the coordinator there. I thought the Giants did a pretty good job with their screen package stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's always been an issue. It's third and 23, and they throw a screen for 20, you know, 22 yards. You know, come on. You can't have that. And so, yeah, you have to worry about them, like, all of a sudden letting the rush come up the field, and then the screen comes out. You know, we'll see if, if, if in fact, Carson Wentz can handle that. But, you know, the touch passes and things like that, you know, a little bit of something he can do. I just think the biggest thing is he does not see the field all that well. Make it muddy for him. He could look down at the rush, and then that's the way you get to him. Yeah, I thought that Micah Parsons, uh, the Giants did a nice job of getting away from him. I mean, they yeah. they now they double teamed him a lot uh, when he rushes on that outside. You could tell they did a lot of things away from him. There's, I mean, he didn't even get a full tackle. He got half a tackle in yeah. the game, um, and it's probably why he's. Pissed off lion this week because uh, he knows. I mean, he, he, that's that's what he does, and so. Um, but that I think putting him in the middle will be better as a linebacker. Also, he can rush from there if, if they have if they have issues. They but, do have them. Yeah, but but the the key when I'm looking at the Cowboys stats here for their tackles, I mean, Anthony Brown is third on the team with 18 tackles. Jordan Lewis has 16 tackles. He's fourth, and then uh, Trayvon Diggs has nine tackles, which is seventh. Like the if those guys get up and tackle because they got to get the ball out quick. If they get up there and tackle, two yard gain, three yard gain, it still sets up a third and long situation. The key is if these guys are going to rush like this, the corners and safeties have to tackle, and I think they do a decent job with it. Pretty good job. There's times where they they miss, but I think Brown and Diggs are doing a pretty good job of tackling on the outside. Yeah. To Nick's point though, with 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 Carson Wentz though too, you talk about getting the ball or try to get the ball. Think about sacks on third and five. You know, I mean, it, it, when you can have sacks on third and five, that's that's break. that's yeah. pretty crazy. Usually, you know, you understand if he gets third and seven plus, yeah. you know, you're, if you're giving up sacks that way, yeah, you're having to throw the ball. But the team, every time they've dropped back against the Eagles, and seriously, I looked at them I and I watched the previous game against the Lions, it's like they get to a, they get to a manageable down a distance and they can't, the quarterback just falls apart. And so that's that's it right there. But they're going to use they're going to use the screens on Samuel. They're going to try and get the ball to Dotson if they can. McLaurin. They're going to try and get the ball to these guys if they can because their skill is is much better than what the Giants rolled out there last week on the on the outside. And it, so, but it's up to the quarterback. And like I said, I think he's broken. I really do. I don't. We're going to see Sam Howell or one of those guys when we come back around against this team. This guy's not going to be there anymore. Sam Howell is interesting. Uh, Sam, really good quarterback. Sam Williams, I think, is the reason why they didn't get Sam Howell. Sam Williams was their, the guy, you know, obviously Jerry loved him. They went yeah. and get, got him in the second round. But by doing that, they did not take the tight end. The fourth round had to get a tight end, so they got Ferguson. And hoping that Howell would be there for all those fifth-round picks, and he wasn't. Right. But, but um, the you know, the fourth round – I mean, Sam Howell was a guy they really wanted, but they had Cowboys. to get Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, they really liked him. He was a he, guy they had. I think they had a second-round grade on Oh, did him. they? Well, I, you know, I, I'll tell you what, though. To me, when I was working with you guys on the draft show and stuff like that, I loved Sam Howell. I really, really did. And, 
you know, when you watched him play in the preseason, I know it, it was very – you're like, wow, this guy's making throws. They're moving the team. He looks calm. It's, it, was, it was a little bit like watching what you see with Cooper Rush right now. You see a guy that takes the snap, but he's more – more of an athlete than what Cooper. I mean, you see Sam Howell run. You know, he when you watched him play in college, he he could run with the ball, much like what you saw last uh, you know time with uh, with uh, Daniel Jones. That ability to like when it breaks down, just take off running. That's, that kind of thing. That's the biggest problem the Cowboys defense has yeah. to me mm-hmm. is that quarterback, that yeah. that kind of guy. That that's why Philadelphia. I mean, that, that game's going to be tough because Hurts yeah. obviously can run. He's starting to find a groove there throwing. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I'm saying that type of quarterback is what I think hurts them more than even the Brady and and Burrow. I mean, I thought if Daniel Jones could throw it from point A to point B a little bit better, I mean, that that problem, that quarterback's going to be a problem. That type of quarterback is a problem for this defense because they're so aggressive, and you can kind of hurt them with running quarterbacks. I was going to ask, first two weeks, this team was doing close to – 400 yards averaging close to yeah around 400 yards uh total offense and their running game has been consistent pretty consistent around the 85 or so yards every week but last week against the eagles their total yardage dropped down significantly down to like 240 yeah so most of that is coming from the passing game and you talked about the pressure and getting sacked so many times is the type of success that the Eagles were able to get against them was mainly just coming from that, or was there something else going on? Because the way I see it right now, based on that game last weekend, that means Cowboys have absolutely nothing to worry about. Well, they they you need to worry about the skill because if they if it's somehow some way they do get Carson Wentz going, I just don't think they can in this game. I, I just don't and. But that the thing that that affects this team so much is even when they tried to run the ball against the Eagles, the Eagles did a good job of rallying and and, and not letting anything. They they didn't win the middle at all, and these I don't think that either guard or the center. I don't think they they could win if it turns into like okay, we have to come out here and take pressure off our quarterback and run the football. Gibson has had good games before. He's he's I think he's a productive back. This offensive line is not going to allow him to do that. And I think the Cowboys are playing well enough against the run to kind of limit that. If they turn this thing to a one-dimensional game, which I think they can, then it's going to be it's going to be tough for the commanders to win this game. Because I just don't think that they I don't think Carson Wentz can throw the ball well enough. I think that, like I said, it, it's what the Cowboys could do is if they make this guy one-dimensional, and maybe you make him one-dimensional by if you can get a lead. I will say this though, I, th- I think the I think the Commanders' defense. I know we'll get in that tomorrow. I think they're going to they're going to present some problems for you. I, I really really do. But I, but it, when you look at their offense, that's that's their issue right now. All that skill is not being used because the offensive line is bad and the quarterback's bad, and they really can't. You know, I mean, early against uh, you know the the games they played Jacksonville and then the Lions, they were able to get some traction. But the Eagles. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles have similar type of defenses, and I think that's the biggest problem that they're gonna that they're going to run into in this game. I just think the Cowboys are gonna look at that film and go, "This they they can't, you know, this is how you attack. This is how you attack." And the Cowboys are capable of doing that and putting a lot of pressure on the can Commanders I, for doing that. Can way. I ask you a different question? 
I, I was going to ask, you know how we always come in here and when it's, there's a bad game or whatever, or the offense is not working, we come in here and say, okay, we look at it, we know this type of player can come back or they can utilize this player, example, Turpin, different ways they can do things, maybe Connor McGovern coming into, things like that. So going to the commanders, do they have any players that maybe is coming back or a player that they have and just haven't been utilizing them a different way that they could maybe this week try to do something differently yeah, that they I haven't done? Yeah, I think to the point we were talking about running the screens and stuff like that, that's where I would try and get the ball out to Dotson, and that's where I'd try and get the ball to Samuel. McLaren can make plays down the field for you as well. But the Gibson also, too, the running back, they mm-hmm. could you could throw the ball to him. McKissick as well. McKissick as well. The oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, they've got guys. The, the, but the, the thing about I, I I think that the, the answer to your question is it's not who's coming back. It's what did you see the Giants do to this defense that, that, that gives you pause? The screen game was the thing that gave me pause. Mm. So I think teams are going to get creative with how they use their screen package. Now, people say, well, you have to be able to run the ball to have a good screen game. I No. I've seen you – know, mm-hmm. screens are screens. If you're going to rush, you're going to rush. You know, that's what that's, – it might be one of these games we see Quinn maybe dial back. Even though they gave up nine sacks the other day, maybe you dial it back a little bit and thinking like, okay, don't show them everything to where you're getting killed on the screen. That's how I think that, 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 the, that the, the commanders can give you problems mm-hmm. is just with that simple – hey, you've shown that you can't defend these very well. That might be the the thing you go after. And for me, the key there when you start talking about the screen game, it's really in the linebackers, in my opinion. I know, Nick, you were talking about the corners and safeties having to be able to tackle, but this team doesn't blitz a lot. Most of the time when Dallas is bringing pressure, they're bringing pressure with four. Four. Um, And so the question becomes, where are your linebackers? Why are they not – Reading well, and Wilson, reacting. Wilson to this as missed much some tackles to. too. Wilson yeah, he, had eleven. He Wilson had. And we already talked about game. Hooker. Hooker's not one you want Hooker, coming up and run support. Exactly, He's not yeah. great at that. That's not yeah. his game. Yeah. But but I just look at the linebackers and I'm like, this is a game where you really need the linebackers to be able to notice those things, read and react, get there, get to the ball. Like that's where you really need these linebackers to really step up because they're not blitzing those guys. No, you should be able to make those plays and, as and, a linebacker. And the reaction too of like Nick was saying, the corners. You know, if you're Brown. You know, you see a you see a screen to Dotson or a screen to you know Curtis Samuel. You know, come up. You know, it, Jordan Lewis. You got to come flying forward. You know, you know, avoid the block, make the tackle for loss. If you get them where all of a sudden they're screening and it's they're, they're getting negative plays or no gains on it, then they get out of that real fast. It's like, okay, why do you want to throw screens mm-hmm. into something that they're defending pretty well? Yep. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back, talk a little bit more about particularly the Dallas defense and, and kind of how they would match up and some of the things that they may be able to do. Some of the things we saw in this last game. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. 
fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Maybe there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Join former NFL players for our first game day minicamp presented by Invisalign. It'll be from 1130 to 330 as the Cowboys are taking on the commanders. It's here at the Star District. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is presented to you by Blockchain.com. Let is, let's let's talk about the Cowboys' defense. They have been, I think, as good a defense as I've seen with the Cowboys in the years that I've worked for the Cowboys. And now I know that's a lot to say after three games, but that's just how exciting it is to watch them. Like, every down, you're watching them because you you're, there's a chance something big is going to happen on every single play. That being said, where can this defense be better? <laughs> you just said it about the linebacker spot because, to me, if – and. I was thinking with Barr. Barr played really well against Cincinnati. Barr was okay. okay. Are they getting the consistency from Van Der Esch that you know you thought? And then all of a sudden now you're, you know, they they don't put anybody else in there. You don't see Cox. You only see him on special teams. Uh, you know, there's I, I don't know. I mean, it's if you ask me a spot, maybe a defensive tackle too. I think Osa was okay the other day. I don't think Neville Gallimore's been really good. You know, watched him play the other day. And what, some, what have been the areas where you think he's kind of struggled? I tell you what, he he was getting blocked the other night. He was getting you know he was getting turned. He was getting moved. I mean, I was watching. It's a big I, dude to move. Yeah, I, I was thinking that there was a couple of times during the game where the ball you know with the Giants and they were able to run and it kind of cut back and and you look look at the touchdown, the long touchdown run they had. I mean, those guys were just getting worked, mm-hmm. you know, up front and. I kind of felt like, well, they have some strength at defensive tackle. Oh, Neville Gallimore, he'll be fine. I, me personally, I, I haven't seen that from him yet. I'm, I'm still waiting for that guy that was playing before he hurt his elbow. I yeah. believe it was. I'm waiting for that guy that, you know, that that has the power and plays on the other side of the line of scrimmage and stuff. And, you know, maybe maybe think maybe that guy will never show up. I, I don't know. I just I just those are two spots: the linebacker and the defensive tackle. You spot. know, he was out for what. 
10, 12 yeah. weeks with that elbow injury. Comes back, I think his first game was against Washington last mm-hmm. year. And I just remember him just moving Trucking that guy center yeah, back yeah, and yeah. like broke his ankle, didn't yeah. he? Or, I mean, yeah. got and he ran right into Heineke. Yeah, he put him on skates. I was like, okay, that elbow's good, you know. But you're right. I mean, these third round, second round, Defensive tackles, you know, you you want Tristan Hill, you yeah. want uh, Odigizua, yeah. you know those guys, and they've just been okay, you know, and I don't, they haven't been great. I mean, Bohanna, I think's been right there with them. Um, I think that you know they're just hoping that somebody's going to just. Be I was a star. expecting a lot more. I really was. I mean, and I know Osa played well. Yeah, but you're right about the Tristan Hills. You're right about the Neville Gallimores. You're. Bohanna, you know, I mean, he made one play that I saw that was good, and I'm and I'm kind of like going, oh, okay. I, I'm not asking you to be Warren Sapp. I'm not asking you to be that guy. I'm asking you to be, uh, I'm asking you to be a guy though that shows up more than they have. And this would be a great game to do that because of how bad they're. And we, every week we seem like we pick on inside offensive linemen, yeah. but when you watch the Philadelphia game. Fletcher Cox and those guys, they just pile drive these guys and yep. back into the pocket. And all of a sudden, it's like Carson Wentz has got nowhere to throw because he's wearing, you know, he's wearing you know, Norwell on his lap and he's holding the ball because he's getting, you know, getting hit. So I keep, I keep hoping, and I mentioned the linebackers too. I mean, I, I need a little bit more, more consistency. And I, I don't need. One good game, and then two games where you're kind of a non-factor. Yeah, I wonder if the Eagles, you know, getting after Carson Wentz. I mean, they, that, I'm sure they love that uh, nine nine sacks on that. Yeah. I mean, they might have had a little bit of motivation. I mean, those guys have practiced against him for a while, like never got to hit him. Like, oh, we're going to hit him. Not to say <laughs> that these Cowboys defensive tackles, linemen, you know, linebackers. I mean, they're going to want to hit anybody you know, too. Yeah. What's crazy is to hear these areas of improvement that they can improve when speaking about this defense and the things they've done and like there are games that okay in every game there have been moments that we see and you're like damn that that's a bad play right there but then they come back and make a great play and you're like I'm not mad about it and to know that up until this point they've held offenses to under 20 points so it's like it's crazy to know that yes they could be even better but the fact that they're giving you everything that they've given you so yeah. far this year is amazing. Well how about the, if they how about you want to get better eliminate the penalties. Eliminate yeah. eliminate getting yeah. off the field on third down Jordan Lewis and not get called for holding. Yeah. Eliminate the face, face mask penalty when you, <laughs> yeah for 15 yards you know eliminate yeah. if you tell me that you eliminate penalties how about the how about the uh, the unnecessary roughness penalties I mean Dan Quinn was talking about it yesterday he goes kind of did a study on how to play these quarterbacks when they slide you know, but the league has also come out and said, "Listen, quarterbacks, if you're going to run up the sidelines, yeah. get, get ready to get rocked." And and ready they should, and they absolutely yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. Either, either you, you get out of you bounds, give yourself up. You can't or, wait till last second yeah. and then say, "Well, you can't hit or, me or, now." Or, or don't pull the yeah. or don't pull the Russell Wilson where you run and extend the ball, or or right. or Mahomes where you run and extend the ball. Get ready to get blasted yeah. under the bench if you're going to extend the right. ball. You know, you know right. my, my take on this, I, I've, I've said it for years. I, I would absolutely, I would eliminate the slide. I would eliminate all of that crap. I hate that. I hate when Jordan, Jalen Hurts gets to be like this hero guy for 22 yards and then just decide that he wants to, you know, 
lay down and say Kyler Murray's I'm, the same way. Oh, yeah, well, Kyler Murray runs around, runs around, runs around, and then slides like a baseball player. You know, that's I mean, not the word I was going to say, but um, you know, the thing is, <laughs> what I say is, is you just can't stand. I, Kyler I just Murray. don't. You stay, this is your line. <laughs> Back here, we won't we won't hurt your head, your knees, anything. I mean, it can, you got one little area we we can tackle you right here in the center, and you you you'll be a little, you know, little prince over here. But you come to this side where the football players are. It's your football, your football player. So don't, don't, you know, like you stay over here and throw it, and you're fine. But would you come over here? I, that's why I would never let them slide. I, I think that's that's crap. <laughs> you know, I will say this though, Amber. You were talking about how you know we're kind of dissecting this defense and how how good they already are. It's my belief though that if if this team is going to go deep in the playoffs, it will be because this defense is not just good, which I think they're really good right now. They're gonna have to be great because I yeah. don't think right now what I've seen How suggests far would that the you offense say are they from being a great defense. Well, I do. I think there are some small things they can fix. I think the penalties are one. Yeah. I, one. I think another one is catch the ball, catch the ball. Oh yeah, when you got big opportunities, you get the turnovers. Get the turnovers, the turnovers when you have opportunities. I think, and this is the the thing I think is probably their biggest problem. Nick, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Is they are an aggressive defense. If they're going to do that. They're going to have to make sure that they're being disciplined in how they rush yeah. so that they're not allowing these quarterbacks to, to just kind of leak out. You get into the playoffs, you're going to be playing some quarterbacks that can move. You're going to be playing some quarterbacks that either are really good with getting the ball out quick or they're going to wait for you to bring that rush and they're going to step up before you know it, they're out and they're running for 10, 15 yards. Like, yeah. th- that's an area this defense has got to get better. So if they can do those things, if they can get those things fixed, they got the well, they got the players on. to be a great defense. They right really now, how do. would you rate them yeah. out of ten? Overall defense. Overall defense. I would call them right now a seven. Yeah, eight. You give them eight. Mm-hmm. Seven sounds eight. seems a little too low. Eight. Yeah, for me, I, I think I, they've been winning off defense. And, they have. And they're getting better. I mean, you know, I, I just think. But eight. they they played they played. Go ahead. I'm seven. Se- seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you give me the turnovers. Give me the penalties. What's the, me, what's the offense? I mean, like, what are we looking at? There are five offense. Oh, they're five. Yeah, they're, they're four, five. Four, 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 five, four, five, yeah, four yeah. offense. Yeah, maybe four. Four is fair. I, mean, I tell you, the, the thing, though, about, you know, you look at with this with this defense, it's probably not going to be this week, but when you get the Rams and Eagles back-to-back, that's when you're going to know. You know, mm-hmm. you know that's what? when you're really going to know how if this Especially defense, this defense yeah. if this defense can't cover, can't get pressure. On, now, Tampa Bay in week one, they, you know, they look bad on defense. Tampa Bay's offense now is historically bad for yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, it, it might Tom. be yeah, it might be one of those things where you're going, oh, maybe Tampa was broke, you yeah. know, yeah. you know. So we'll find out when Cooper th- Cups run around. When, out yeah, there. when yeah. those routes, you know, we'll see what happens with the Rams, and we'll see what happens for sure with the Eagles. You know, you, you talked about you get in the playoffs, you're going to face these quarterbacks that can move. I don't know about that, honestly, because if you just think about who you expect to see in the playoffs, Jaylen. well. Maybe you Rod- that's going to be a problem. Rodgers. Got to win the division. Rodgers. Yeah, I get it, but I hate Well, Rogers. I don't know. I think both of them. I actually think both. <laughs> Rodgers. I hate Rodgers. You and everybody else out there listening oh, no, right now he, to Cowboys break. I worked in Green Bay. He, he <laughs> moved, I mean, when you play him, he moves around and he, like, it's third and whatever and yeah. he moves and yeah. he moves. runs and he runs and he's the extend the ball guy. Yeah. But he knows yeah. how to slide and get out of but bounds. You, yeah, I mean, maybe Arizona's there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. that's yeah. another quarterback you got to deal with. Like, they're a, all I'm saying is you're going to get a better cal- caliber of quarterback. No in doubt. Place. You're going to get a better you know, cal- Bell- caliber. Better cal- yeah. One way or the other. Either I mean, they're going to just dissect you or they can get out there and kind of. Stafford, the Brady, su- the Cousins. The Super Bowl quarterback yeah. that you play will be a move around guy. Yeah, no yeah, doubt about yeah, that. Yeah. 
You look at Buffalo, you got some problems. Kansas there. City, yeah. move the guy Baltimore, move yeah. around guy. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. there's some there's some teams you got to deal with. So all I'm saying is they better figure that part Full out. Full circle. I mean, is the Cowboys quarterback going to be a move around guy? Is no, man, our be, guys going to be steady. That kid's going to stand there and make <laughs> no, all the throws run, and run, run, <laughs> run. <laughs> Interesting. Well, under Nick's scenario, we just need to quit play Cooper Rush until they lose. Yes. I asked I that, it. I asked I that question it. yesterday. My guys on radio. I know. I, I heard said, it. I'm driving down the road. I heard. I was like, well, Nick Eatman from Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I was like, ah, Brian. I think oh, it keeps br- growing on you. I think you, <laughs> I think you bring up good points. I think you do. We, we, I was telling you this what? earlier. I you didn't know, buy it, but yeah, you told me earlier. Okay, this is the reason why. <laughs> I'm this getting your promotion. Nick, okay, is what I'm doing. <laughs> somebody can't. No. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. There's nowhere to go. No, you're I'm, not. I'm good. I'm good. There's no In other words, to... Derek take Derek's job. Yeah, right. Derek Lee. Hey, okay. man. I'm just trying to one. kick me out of the I'm door. Just, okay. Hey, I'm right. just making sure my key card works every week, uh, every day. That's it. That's it. Um, no, you know, when I was thinking more about it, about, you know, why I, I feel that way. It's really more about protecting Dak than it is anybody else. I think the scenario, if you do it this way of say, hey, Cooper Rush is winning, and they won't say it this way. They'll say, that thumb doesn't look 100%. It looks 99%, but I think that it's 100%. You know, And you keep winning, you keep winning. Because if you don't, if you win, let's say he beats the Rams, but then Dak is ready to go. They're like, okay, Eagles, Sunday night, but, and they lose. Because the Eagles are good. They could yeah. just lose. Now you got a guy who's 4-0, and you got a guy that's 0-2. And that's that's going to be a nightmare situation. And, and the Cowboys just, break on Monday. But, right, but aren't, you assuming, aren't you assuming there that Dak is just a robot and is just going to go along without saying anything to anyone? Like, yeah, I was ready to go. They just didn't want me to play. You're assuming that that will be the case. This is a $40 million quarterback who has some pride. You think if, he's, if they're trying to do it under the – like, it's kind of like – Dak, you're not quite ready. You think Dak's just going to go along and be like, yeah, I'm not quite ready, when really he's like, I'm ready to play. I'd pull up tape from five years ago or six years ago, and, and, and that's, that's how it works. What do you mean? I mean, that, that's, that's how, this, how this crap works. No, 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 I get all that. All I'm if saying, anyone should understand I'm it, saying it, it should be him. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is you're assuming that Dak's just going to go along and with the company line on that one. I don't know that he will. I think <laughs> He'll I go, think, stand in front of his locker well, not outside the locker room, yeah. and be on the camera. Moving his fingers, showing right. his, I, yeah. I, um, I want to play. I'm ready yeah, to play, and I don't think I think he would be telling people I'm ready to play. You don't think Dak's you know? gonna walk into oh. the media room with a piece of paper and be like, uh, "All right, guys, uh, Cooper Rush is, is right. he's earned yeah. the respect of this team." <laughs> I don't think it's gonna that's happen. Pretty mean. I don't think it's gonna happen. That's mean. T- How? That's not, that's that was what, a sad day. It was I'll, a sad I'll day. I'll tell you what. I'll but t- it was also like his career. Normal. Like it was it. Yeah, it was it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you when you're gonna. For him, yes. It was sad, but it was it was an end yeah. of an. I'll tell you. Era. I'll tell you when you know. End of a little era. <laughs> when when Dak is gonna when you're gonna know about Dak, he's gonna walk up to everybody's hand, everybody and shake your hand. Mm. Right. He's gonna take that right hand. and He's gonna go. <laughs> nice. How's that feel? No, better yet, <laughs> how's that feel, buddy? Yeah. How's and that then feel? Like a dap, yeah. like it's, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm good. No, you want to give him the dap because you want to be real careful, and then he's like, No, no, shake my hand. I want to tell <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I mean, is it gonna be like an Adrian Peterson <laughs> handshake? Oh, he's gonna try and just he's gonna try and crush some guy the other day. Some guy. No, we gotta go. Some guy just walked. It, right by the locker room, and he said, "Hey, you don't know me. I'm your third running back." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, Rico." Like, what? He was like, "No, I'm your third running back." And he was like a short guy, but he was like, "I, I can play. I just need a shot. I just need a shot." And he like sh- shakes my hand. I was like, "Oh my!" 
ah, like, okay, he's probably never going to fumble. But I was like, you got any tape on you or whatever? And he was just like, no, no. This like, is a okay. random guy at the yeah. stadium? I was like, okay, well, I got to go to the press conference. But good luck to you. you know. I don't uh, miss yeah. those days. I'm not going to lie. He, he thought you were going to get him that shot, huh? <laughs> we used to give those at the, at the Valley Ranch. Remember yeah. when you pull in, there are guys outside. Yeah, I just need yeah. a shot. Yeah, those guys stood out there for like, what, a month every day? Like, I just lunch. need a shot. Yeah, We'd I just want a shot. Right by and wave out. I respect I mean, the hustle, man. Yeah. I do. I respect it. All right. That's how they got Turpin. No, Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to get into the uh, Washington defense versus Cowboys offense. Pep up for Nick Keatman. And uh, pep up. Pep up. What is that? No, nothing. Peppa Pig? No, pep up. Get excited. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, I see what you've been watching on TV. That's that's the world you're living in right now. Uh, For Nick Keatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?